You're listening to Inside Lebo, a podcast giving you an inside look at Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania, hosted by Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans and Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Welcome back to Inside Lebo. I'm your host, Assistant Municipal Manager and Municipal Planner Ian McMeans. And I'm Assistant Public Information Officer and Online Editor Stephanie Hackey. Thanks everyone for joining us today. With the calendar moving into November, it's budget season in the municipality. That's a very important time for us right now. And so today we brought on guest finance director, Andrew McCreary, and he's gonna talk to us all about numbers and all the fun stuff like that. (laughs) Welcome, Andrew. Well, we don't wanna bore everybody, but yes, we will be talking (laughs) about numbers today. But we can make them fun, right? We can make them enjoyable. Budget is fun, yes. That's (laughs) that's the moniker we'll go with this year. So the municipal budget, uh, like probably most household budgets, runs from January through December. So talk a little bit about the process that goes into creating the budget for next year. Yeah, uh, the the municipal budget starts uh, in earnest in May. Uh, So we start with our capital improvement program. That's really the first start to our budget season. So we get out of tying up the prior year in April uh, we get everything settled for all the state reporting we're required to do, all the financial reporting, and we're already moving into the next year. So in May of 2023, I will be talking about 2024's budget. Um, so we start there. So it's an eight-month eight process it's an then? Eight, it's a, over an eight-month wow. process, right? Okay. Uh, and we'll get into that in a little bit, and I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll put a pin in that for now. But uh, that is really for the next year's budget. So if you're really talking about 2023, we started this in May of 2022. Moving forward from there, that's the capital portion that really gets us uh, the, hit the ground running budget-wise is for capital. So those are all the department directors are bringing everything together for all their major capital projects for not only next year, but for the next five years. So they're really doing a, uh, a big planning process for that. Uh, we do that every year. And then in July is really when we start the operating budget. That's when we really start looking at the operating budget. That's a two-month cycle uh, to where we're looking at uh, everything from personnel, to contractual, to uh, commodities, those types of things. We're looking at all those throughout the, the budget. Then uh, it's submitted to the manager. So that's really where I step in. I, I'm kind of the, the gateway between the department directors and I'm really doing all the due diligence with the department directors to answer all of those questions so that when we deliver to the manager, it's a efficient process for the manager. He's a very busy guy. Uh, as is our assistant manager who is very heavily involved in that as well. So when we deliver it to him uh, and to them, uh, it's trying to be the most efficient we can. So we have a lot of those questions answered. So that's the September timeframe. That's really when those questions are being answered and asked. October's preparation, so that's delivering it to the public and we'll talk about all the ways you can get to the budget. And and then in November, we start our public hearings, our budget discussions, uh, all those things. And then in December, it's passed. And then it starts all over again. Uh, starting in May of next year. So that's our, our process. So what all is in a municipal budget? You know, I mean, I think of my at-home budget and I have a kitchen and this and that and food and groceries and all that. What do we put into municipal budget? What all is included in that? Uh, the main thing is personnel. Uh, 56% of our general fund budget, which is your main tax dollars. So our main tax dollars, which are real estate tax and earned income tax, those are over 65% of our revenues in the general fund. Uh, that is funding your personnel. This municipality doesn't run without our personnel um, and all the great people we have here. So 56% of that is right off the top uh, is just accounting for people. So that's not only your wages, but that's all your benefits. So pensions, 
healthcare, dental, vision, life insurance, long-term disability, all those things that are given to employees um, uh, as part of their, their wage uh, here at, at, at Mount Lebanon. We also have other large expenditures. So yes, your at-home budget, if you wanna compare it to that, you have a lot of fixed costs. So your mortgage, car payments, insurance, those types of things. We have the same types of things. So um, we have debt service. So we have things we owe money on, right? So that's a fixed cost. We have that every year. Uh, we have our garbage contract. That's our largest contract. Year over year is our garbage contract. So we want trash picked up for the entire community. That's over a $2.2 million contract. So we pay that every year and that's a fixed cost for us as well. Uh, and there's some other fixed costs that we have uh, throughout, but it, like I said, the personnel is the biggest. Then just like your uh, at home budget, there's a portion of, the, uh, portion of your tax dollars that we're really looking to have some sort of uh, variability because there are gonna be things throughout the year that you're gonna have to pay more or, or you're gonna have some savings. So right. that's where I come in. So um, I'm really looking at that all year long and looking at it long term is throughout the year, the manager, the assistant manager, department directors are coming to me and saying, hey, do we have savings somewhere? Are we spending over somewhere? So I'll give you a good example. This year was fuel, right? Fuel oh, yeah. is through the roof. It's through the roof for us, even though we, we get it at a competitive rate, it's a bid rate that we get, um, it's still through the roof. You right. know, it's, it's, it's so, it's really, do we have savings there? Do we have savings elsewhere to cover that? And the answer is yes. Or, or are our revenues higher in another area? This year it happens to be. So that's where budgeting is really all year long. It's not just a process looking forward for 2023. It's also looking at it in the current year. So that's something you do at home, right? right. So Absolutely. Uh, your roof starts to leak, <laughs> um, you know, some, you know, sewer backs up, whatever that may be. Uh, you have those types of things and that's what we're doing throughout the year. And then long-term, and it's not necessarily always a budgeting issue, but long-term we're looking at our savings, right? Our savings in municipal government's called fund balance. So that's the specific fund, this being the general fund, uh, what its balance is to cover those types of savings okay. uh, or to cover those types of one-time expenditures that need to happen. So uh, it doesn't happen here often, but a, a common example is literally a road falls off. If right. a road fell off, and we live in Pittsburgh, so yeah, exactly. I mean, it could it, happen. It, I left the municipality where I came from, uh, and within a year after that, literally a road fell off the side of the hill. Oh wow! And they needed to repair. Well, how do you repair that main road? Right, you have to right. go to your fund balance. It's not something you budget for. So we have those types of things as well, uh, and those are built into our budget as well. That's yeah. awesome. It is, and it's great that we have this long-term approach to budgeting, that we're not just looking one year at a time, that we also have this, uh, you know, our capital plan is a five-year plan that we have laid out, and, you know, people can go online and look at the capital improvement plan, and there will be a number of ways that residents can participate in the process as well. We'll talk a little bit more about that when we come back after a short break. Welcome back to Inside Lebo. We're here today with Andrew McCreary, the finance director of Mount Lebanon, and we are talking about budgets. So Andrew, tell us, what is the total dollar value of Mount Lebanon's budget for revenues and expenses? 
So in municipal budgeting, you should have a balanced budget. So revenues should match expenses, right? So um, you guys are smiling across the table here. I but have yes, seen that, communities that, where that, it did not match. Yeah. So another question I have is how do you balance it? How do you make that equal out? Um, that's a good question, but let's first answer the first question. So uh, 39.7 million is our general fund budget. So that's generally the budget people want to know about. Uh, we're just under 40 million, so 39.7 million for our general fund budget in 2023. Uh, all funds, which means there's uh, in municipal government, we won't get too much into the weeds with that, but there are other specific funds that are dedicated for a specific purpose. Things like a sewer fund or your stormwater fee that you may pay um, and your capital projects funds and those types of things. All told, it's $56.2 million. So how do I make it ba balanced? So you, you, you did ask that question. Yeah. I was hoping you'd forget about that. No, one. no, no. no. I, I wonder that's... That's kind of, I've seen other communities, I've covered communities for a long time, and I've seen where it doesn't balance. Right. And so I want to know how we, we make it balance here in Mount Lebanon. Um, so that, that, again, I'm going to harken back to what uh, I said earlier. It's always looking at budget. There's not just a moment in time. It's not this, this budget that was released today, November 1st, 2022. It's budget release day. <laughs> um, when that's, when that's uh, released, it, it, it changes immediately. So there's assumptions that change, other expectations that come in from whether it be the manager, commissioners, um, things can happen in the market, things can happen at the state level. There's all sorts of things that can happen. And it's not just in this window timeframe of November 1st till we pass the budget in right. December. It's happening all year. So to make it balance, there's um, something that's happening all year to where that's where I come into play. That's what I'm, I'm doing as a budget person is I'm making sure that we're already ahead of those things that are coming. So with fuel costs and all those things, and I, I don't mean to, to burst the bubble, but next year we're going to have to start looking at our trash contract. Oh, that's something we're going to have one. to look at. We're already seeing uh, articles from other communities around us. Uh, we need to start being and talking about that now. Right. We don't need to wait to November of 23 when we have, hey, there's an increase to our garbage contract. We don't know what that's going to be. Our bids are going to come in next right. year. But we need to start talking about it now. Healthcare is one, right? Big ticket items um, that you know could be variable. So we had that when the UPMC Highmark merger or, or the split that was happening and you know all that stuff. There was a lot of uncertainty there. We right. were trying to get ahead of that. So to make it balanced so that when those big ticket items do come up, you're already prepared or generally. So you're watching trends around the region and whatnot and correct. just seeing what's happening in other areas. Yeah, so, so you're doing that way ahead of time, plus you're analyzing your own data, right? So our own real estate data. We're lucky here. Um, maybe some of the other communities may not have our high as a collection rate. Uh, we're well over 98% of taxes collected for real estate tax. Um, people would envy, other finance directors envy the fact of our tax collection rate. Our end income tax is strong, right? It's still strong. Every year we're growing just a little bit, but you know, some years a little bit bigger than others, but we're growing every year. So we have good uh, tax pay and a good, good taxpayers and a good tax base on the real estate side. So that helps things balance. Um, and so in the end, uh, we kind of get all of those things the way we build our budget. Um, is a zero-based budget, so we start uh, from zero with every department. So okay. we build it through our service levels of the level of service you like. So if you have a department, you say, okay, well, if you want a director of that department, that's the service level one. 
uh, you want an assistant for that director, that's service level two. And you want uh, some, some subordinate staff uh, to do X, Y, and Z, that's service level three. And all the things that come with it, training, uh, equipment, uh, contractual services for software, all those things are all built into those levels so that if, you know, if you wanted to reduce something, you would know where that is. Right. And when we do that, uh, a lot of those service levels uh, are, are, some are fixed, right? So we talked about some of the debt service, uh, our trash contract and those types of things. So we deliver to the manager the first 125 that are generally fixed costs. So you know you're gonna have a finance director, you know you're gonna have a police chief, you know you're gonna have a fire chief, so on and so forth. So those are delivered to the manager and then everything above that is then filtered in. That's how we balance. Okay. Is say, you we're projecting this level of revenues, now fill all those service levels that we just talked about for every department and fill it up until the bucket is full. Okay, that makes sense. That's the way we do it. So um, it, it's an effective process. I didn't do that prior to getting hired here. I was wondering, um, do other communities do it like that? How to? Not a lot of them. Not yeah. a lot. A lot of the small communities around us basically just have um, more like what you would see in a household budget that, you know, here's your expenses, here's your revenue. It's, it's much more toned down that they don't have those kind of levels of service. It's kind of just, you know, here are, you know, we have... X number of people on our public works crew. We have X number of police officers. This is how much that cost is, um, and not a lot of wiggle room for kind of extra project stuff. Whereas here, we have, as Mr. McCurry mentioned, some additional uh, room to do some more projects, which also provides additional, um, you know, services to the community that we have a lot of assets here in Mount Lebanon that a lot of other communities don't have because we're fortunate enough to have. Um, you know, those additional levels of service that we're able to fund. That's awesome. And I would say also to, to build on what uh, Mr. McMeans was saying is that not only do we have some capacity, absolutely we have capacity, I'm not saying we don't, but the way we build the budget every year, you can see how those costs come together. And when you see those costs coming together that, hey, we want to cut $100,000 from the budget, well, you'd have to do it. It's not just, hey, you can cut $100,000 from fi the finance department. Right. Well. This is what you don't get. We can we can deliver that to you in a moment's notice of saying, here's what you don't get if you want to cut $100,000. And that's not necessarily what you get every community, right? right. Uh, there's three general types of budgeting out there in municipal, the municipal world. There's line item budgeting, which Ian was, was talking about, uh, is our zero-based budgeting. There's not many that do zero-based budgeting. It was really a fad of the 70s and 80s. Um, and we've done it since the late 70s here uh, in this way, um, and I think we, it, it works very, very well for our, our community. And the real big one right now is priority-based budgeting, which is somewhat similar to line or to um, uh, zero-based budgeting, right? But it's priority-based. So what's your priority, and how do you fund it? So from year over year, whatever your priority is, you fund that priority of, of whatever it is. So I think in the in the end, we do that with zero-based budgeting. Uh, and it works very well for our community. And the other interesting thing is, you know, Andrew mentioned the service levels that you can look um, on the budget document that's online. And at the very beginning, there's a list of all the possible service levels with a big black line through it. So you can kind of see what's above the line, which means what got funded in this budget, and then what's kind of right below the line of what didn't quite make the cut. So you can look at all the potential, you know, ideas that were out there for other things that, 
you know, as Andrew said, when the manager goes through and starts filling up that bucket of this is how much money we have, and these are the kind of last couple things that got in above the line, and then there's some things below the line as well. Um, so Andrew, thank you so much for your time today and for joining us. One final question, um, how can residents participate in the budget process? Yeah, so that's a great question. Uh, there's many ways you can participate in the budget process. Uh, one is coming to the public hearings and speaking at the public hearings. Um, so those uh, will take place in November uh, and December. So the process of the budget, what's delivered today, November 1st, is not what is the final form in December. It never is, never will be. Uh, this is delivered to the commission. Uh, there will be um, uh, four budget discussion sessions, which are generally about three hours a piece. So it's about 12 hours of discussion on this budget. budget. Uh, and so the first meeting that the public can speak uh, on the budget is November 8th, is that correct? Let me make sure. November 8th, yep, so that'll be the eight o'clock meeting uh, on November 8th. And so we have our budget discussions on November 7th at 6 p.m., it's a Monday. We have a Saturday, November 12th at 10 a.m., a Thursday, December 1st at 6 p.m., and Monday, December 5th at 6 p.m. So those are all budget discussions in which the commission and staff all discuss the budget. So there's a schedule online for that. You can find that online on mattlebanon.org. Once, once that's discussed and kind of that this is a line from Hamilton where the sausage is made, um, that's, that's what we do here. And uh, by December 13th, we have a amendments to the manager's recommended budget. And that's what's ultimately uh, adopted as the, the, the budget for the next year. And that'll happen on December 13th. We will publicize that Friday before that meeting, uh, the amendments uh, to then have a second public hearing on that December night of the December 13th uh, when we formally adopt the budget. I think the big question too right now is, is there gonna be a tax increase? What is in that manager's recommended budget and where does that go from here? No, uh, no, the answer is a big fat no. Um, I think one of the things we pride ourselves on in the last at least nine years I've been here uh, is that if we do do a tax increase that it's for a specific purpose. So um, one of our, uh, our last tax increase was last year uh, and that was specifically to give us expansion for certain projects that we were looking for and knowing that things in 2023 and beyond needed some capacity. We had forecasted that and the prior one to that was specifically for debt service for the public works facility. So this year there's no specific, we're not just raising taxes just because, um, so there is no tax increase for next year. Yay, everyone will be really excited to hear that, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, are there any major additions to this year's budget as well? I wanted to know um, before we no. let everyone go. No, that, that, no there's, it, <laughs> it's pretty standard well. budget this year. There's a few expanded levels. Um, uh, there, there's some things that you can see during the discussion sessions, but like I said, there's expanded, but this can all change. So right. once the commission gets it, they can do whatever they like with it. Right. So uh, ultimately they are the, it's a manager recommended budget. So last one I'd like to also mention too, is that if you would like to get a hold of the budget team uh, and um, get a hold of staff during this budget process, we do have a dedicated email address that just comes to the, to the budget team. It's lebobudget at mountlebanon.org. Again, that's lebobudget at mountlebanon.org. And if you didn't have a pen and paper out, just go to our website, mountlebanon.org, and you can find everything about the budget right there. 
got some great handy links. Absolutely. And um, all the public meetings are also available in the Zoom webinar format. So if you don't want to come to the meeting, you can watch it online. And um, we also have public comment available online during the public hearings, as well as uh, Andrew mentioned, the uh, budget workshop meetings with the commission is just for commission and staff there's no public comment at those meetings but at the uh the budget hearings that happen during commission meetings there is a available opportunity for public comment this might be the only 20 minutes they want to hear me <laughs> they don't have to watch 12 hours of me sitting at uh, a desk discussing this to. budget yes. that option is there that, that option, option is, is there yes come and join us yep. saturday we'll have uh you know light pastries and refreshments no, <laughs> love it well thank you very much for joining us today andrew we really appreciate your time and um you know i know everyone in the community is really appreciative of all the services that mount lebanon is able to provide we're currently working through our comprehensive plan process and we've heard a lot of comments about kind of ideas that people have for the future of the community so it'll be interesting to see over the next few years how that comp plan informs uh, budgets moving forward as well so thank you everyone for tuning in this week to inside lebo yeah, this, is it. this episode was produced by Carrie Magno um, with theme music by Drew Magno and artwork by Chris Leeper from PIO. Join us again uh, on our next episode for another look inside Lebo. Thanks for listening to Inside Lebo, produced by Mount Lebanon's Public Information Office. Learn more about all things Lebo at mountlebanon.org or by following our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram pages.